You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 412. Battery back. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome to the MyMac podcast, everyone, the G-Men. You know, yes, with all of cr- our... It's as crude as it gets here, I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, it, it doesn't it, get it, any cruder anywhere else. No, I mean, and it's, it won't get swearing. any better tonight. It won't get any better. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, actually. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway yeah. how, how are you? I see that you've put uh, some notes about rediscovering an old friend. Yeah, yeah, I was... Um, I, I can't even remember exactly how it happened. You know, sometimes I get onto iTunes... And I'll I'll just start following links here and there in you know music or videos or whatever. And uh, it's, a bit like, it's, a, it's a bit like YouTube, isn't it? You click on a link and then oh yeah, yeah I'll go here and I'll, the next oh, thing you know oh, yeah the oh. next thing you know you're like oh crap it's three o'clock in the morning what am I doing still up? Uh, <laughs> in this case, uh, I I ran across an album by a group uh, from the late '60s early '70s called Mott the Hoople, mm-hmm. and uh, their their dad used to tell me about them. Oh yeah, what they they were really great back in the day. Let me tell you, ah, they were snappy, just snappy. Uh, their lead singer and one of their main song songwriters uh, is this guy named Ian Hunter. And I had ha- I had bought a couple of his albums in like you know the mid late seventies, early eighties, and and I'd really really enjoyed them. But then of course you know like with everything else, your musical tastes either move on or or the the media that you have it recorded on is. <laughs> no longer usable or something along those lines, <laughs> and uh, not, I, not not that you're not talking that old analog stuff, are you? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. You know, I, you know, uh, I'm so old. If if you didn't see him live, you didn't get to hear him. Radio, <laughs> <laughs> we wished we had radio. I'll tell you that, Sonny. Radio, uh, poor man's imitation of Bing Crosby. That's what that is. Anyway, you know, you know nobody I, expects the Spanish Inquisition. Well, I didn't expect the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I bought some some out some songs from Ian Hunter, and what I didn't realize, well, number one, I didn't realize the guy was still alive because he was he was like, you know, one of the the hardcore you know seventies kind of rockers, and well, it amazes me that that these it guys amazes, are it amazes still me alive. Mick the Jagger, Mick Jagger still Mick the Jagger. Did you did you see what I did yeah. there? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm surprised he's still alive. But anyway, go on. well, actually, the the one I'm more surprised at is uh, Keith Richards. I actually think <laughs> Keith, Keith Richards died about 15 years ago. That's an android, is it? Yeah. Well, they just prop him up, and they've got like these animatronic arms that just like move as he's supposed to be playing the guitar. Oh. And, and Mick just sits there and says, "Yeah, don't let him fall, for God's sake, don't let him fall, <laughs> or it'll all be over." Anyway. So yeah, so I bought some stuff from Ian Hunter and, and Mata Hoople, and I've been driving my kids crazy playing, you know, just another night, and and some of the other in Cleveland rocks and some of these great songs that he used to, because you know they're all like, that doesn't sound like anything made in, in our time, Dad. It's like, well, yeah, it's my car, my rules, my music. Shut up. So you know that that's basically the rules in the car. If I'm driving the car, it's my music. I don't care about your music because your music sucks my music is good 
Oh, you old stick in the mud, you. Yeah, that's me. Also, I, I bought a um, uh, a second Apple TV that I'm going to hook up to the downstairs TV. Oh, uh, what? The third gen? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The brand new one. Yeah. yeah. And the, I don't have it hooked up yet, though. The, 10, I, I, the 1080p. Yeah. Yeah, well, the TV downstairs is 1080p. The one upstairs uh, that I have, the, you know, the I guess it's the second gen, the 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 first yeah, you, little hockey puck. We had this yeah. discussion once before. Yeah, you want to go down yeah. that route again? Yeah. You want to sell that? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Hanging anyway, on to oh, it. Go on. Yeah, and the way this whole thing started was our DVD player upstairs died, right. so I had to get a new one. And you know, and I bought this this piece of crap Sony. I guess it was like just two years ago, and it's already dead. So I went to get a new one, and of course, I bought a Sony. Because it was the right price. Still don't have a Blu-ray player in the ah, house. Well, you, you pays your money and you takes your choice. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But um, I, I did get this like four-way HDMI splitter because I was tired of like hunting for remotes to, to put it on whichever HDMI channel for whatever device it was we were trying to watch. It was like, you know what? We're just going to leave it on HDMI. Everything goes into the splitter. And you walk over to the TV, and you hit a button until you find the freaking one that you want. That's, that's the way I roll. That's the way I roll. Hey, Shani. <laughs> what about you, Gaz? Now that, now that I've rambled for God knows how long. Well, I, I, this week I, I was on the IMP, I Am podcast again uh, last week. I had a, a, a good chat with the boys over there. I, it got a little bit Wait, heated. Can, it got, can, can I interrupt for just a Now, I haven't listened to it yet. Go on. But I did notice that it was, it was under two hours. Yes. How did they do it? Well, Stu did a very good job, and we were very concise, I've got to say. Wait. Now I understand that from the other people, but but you you were concise. That's what you're telling me here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. a surprise, isn't it? And it, um, <laughs> it, it got at one point. It actually got quite um, not. I wouldn't say heated, but it got quite excitable. It was quite really. Great. Yeah. And a similar thing happened on the tech lounge because um, I was on that uh, on Monday evening as well. And uh, again, it was it was good discussions. And uh, again, it got a little bit excitable. So <laughs> well, who was I, causing? Was it you causing might the trouble? Have been me. It might, might have, have maybe been, just maybe. Been, yeah, might have been me. <laughs> obviously, I'm obviously in the mood at the moment. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Well, anyway, you've been and, doing a lot of driving. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've been doing a lot. Anyway, let's not go down that route. Oh, um, right, okay. Now, you know I got that second-hand 3GS for my youngest. Yes. Uh, and she's been pretty much on it all the time, and she loves it. Um, I mean, she did have a 3G before, but she she seems to have, you know, dived straight into iOS 5. And although it hasn't got the full capability of iOS 5 on a newer phone, it still does a lot of stuff which she likes. Sure. Anyway, the battery, when I bought it, I, I did kind of have a, an inkling that it was a problem with the battery because the, the guy selling it quite uh, openly said that it was it, it kind of um, only goes up to 70% or it goes down to 30% or something and then switches off. Anyway, there was a bit of a problem with yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I ran into that with my 3GS too. Yeah, and um, basically it got worse and worse. And she was, I mean, she was living with this thing, you know, kind of shutting off fairly quickly. Uh, and it wasn't until I started doing a bit of Googling and then asking uh, some of my Twitter friends. They're going, ooh, what, no, ooh, you want to turn that off and not use it anymore? If that patch is doing that, it could well be uh, getting a bit dangerous. Anyway, I sent it off to somebody. I, I could have fixed it myself, but I, at this point in time, I just do not have time. 
I, I mean, I yeah. only just have time to do this because it's late at night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I really—I thought it was my sparkling personality. Well, no, um, <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Let's move on. Um, yeah, and um, basically, uh, I, I just didn't have time, and I didn't want to, you know, go through the pain of you know sending off for a battery, getting the battery back, undoing yeah. the screws, unclipping it. Fiddling about in the back, so I sent it off to somebody who's probably got the tools, and you know, it cost me uh, thirty-five pounds. Well, so bad. Yeah, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad. From uh, I'll tell you who it. No, was. I, I know. I know who it was. I know who it was. You do. You know who it was. All right, all right. Them. It, was, <laughs> it wasn't them. It was MacFixer.co.uk. Anyway, oh, got it. Oh, I've got the. Battery. I don't. Ha- I don't have a jingle for them. No, you don't. Good job too. Uh, it cost me thirty-five pound, which includes five pound uh, special delivery uh, return postage, which was uh, cool because it makes sure that you get it back in one piece. And um, the battery is now fixed. But he sent me a picture, actually, which I might send over to you of the battery, and you can see. That it was starting to bulge at the top. Well, why, why don't we use that for the uh, the show graphic? Yeah, super. Well, I'll I'll send that over to you. Uh, cool. And um, basically, it, um, uh, it 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 was starting to bulge. I mean, it's not dramatic. You can't. But if you look at the batch, you can see there is slight bulging going on. And it, he's written all over it now, US, which you know doesn't it could mean unusable or useless piece <laughs> of scrap. You know. Anyway. Yeah. Not. Or a dying empire. I don't yeah, know. Like one yeah, of those. yeah, something like that, one of those. Yeah. Um, and um, basically uh, got that replaced. And uh, it was in time, I think, because it could have, um, obviously, if that had exploded, the phone would have been dead completely. So, well, not uh, to mention it wouldn't have done your daughter any good either. Well, I'm not sure it would have exploded quite in the way that we're thinking explosion, but it, it could have, you know, um, had a, a little uh, a detrimental effect on the motherboard within the phone. Anyway, oh, yeah. it's, it's now... It would have sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, well, all right. You know what? I'm, I'm not really sorry, but I, I feel like I have to say that when, when, I, when I interrupt you with the sound effect. Go ahead. <laughs> Anything can happen in the next half hour. Um, and it always does. And um, but, so basically, that's now fixed, and I'm I'm quite happy because uh, you know, I, I kind of piped that into the cost of the phone when I was originally buying it, thinking you know, if it's going to cost me a little bit, then you know I kind of you know caked that into my calculation. So uh, sure, but that's all well and good now. Uh, replacement battery, it's working fine. She's happy. I'm happy. Everyone's happy. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yay! I think we should go over to the website because there's a lot of stuff to cover. Oh, yes, there is. And everyone, please remember that you can help the MyMac podcast and the Stoplight Network by clicking on the Amazon affiliate link at the top right of the MyMac website. doesn't cost you a penny, but it helps the podcast. I, I kind of didn't do that over the top this could, time like no, I did last yeah, week. Yeah, I quite like that, actually. It helps the podcast. Helps the podcast. Okay, first item, Three Geeky Ladies, Episode 4, Tech Gadgets. The ladies share some of their favorite tech gear. Tell them what tech gear you like to use. Leave a comment on their Facebook page or send them an email or an audio comment. This week, they talk about the Logitech M305 wireless mouse, uh, Mac Alley Powerlite 3 outlet power strip, the Kindle second gen, uh, the Apple Magic Mouse, the Sprint MiFi 2200, uh, the diff case, and the Sensu brush stylus, amongst many, many more items. 
Yep. Is you say Jolly J. I say Jolly J. You nitwit Brit. Now, somehow Jolly Jap got in there. Oh, <laughs> I still haven't edited it. I have to edit that to where I just have the girls. Next. Anyway, uh, next up, yeah, well, you know, people, you're a nitwit Brit. I am a big Yang Tank. Uh, tidbits take control of mail ebook review by Mike Breed. Reading email is something everybody does on their iPad. The mail app is arguably one of the most used apps on any iOS device. Most of the time, reading mail is a painless exercise there are times when it can be downright aggravating too amen tidbits publishing take control series ebooks has the answer to just about any question you may have about ios mail in take control of mail on the ipad iphone and ipod touch by joe kissel read mike's review and see why he gives it a mymac rating of nine out of ten okay so a couple of i love product reviews by elisa you say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. I was so ready. She goes on to say, if I'm driving more than 15 minutes, I like to listen to podcasts on my iPhone. However, I don't have a USB auxiliary port in my car. Therefore, I need to attach a speaker to my phone. The speaker I use to, I used to use wasn't loud enough. So I was very happy to have the opportunity to re- review the I Love portable speaker for MP3 players and iPod. Elisa gives this a MyMac rating out of 8 out of 10, so go take a read why she gave it that. She also reviewed the notebook folio case for Kindle Fire, <sighs> which gets... <laughs> Well, I don't read too much about this, so I said which gets a MyMac rating of uh, 8 out of 10, so go take a read and find out why. Uh, from Mike Breed, we have Star Walk for iPad Review. See why Mike thinks the new features are worth a look. Mike continues to use Star Walk regularly. Regu- wow. Regularly. <laughs> I, aluminum. Aluminum. Not only as a teacher, but just for aluminium. my own pleasure. Alum- aluminum. <laughs> Not only as a yeah, teacher. All right, but yeah, but you guys put the U in color. Okay, so that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> but just for his own pleasure, when viewing the night sky at home, he gives it a MyMac rating of 9 out of 10. Yeah, so that's uh, that's quite a good app, actually. I've, I've, I'm not sure whether I've looked at it recently, so I need to look at those updates. Okay, uh, David uh, El- Elferson, is that right? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's Elefson. Elefson. David Elephant. Elef- <laughs> David <laughs> Elephant. David, (laughs) (laughs) Rock Shop app, a review by Mike Breed, right? So this David Elfson, or whoever he is, Rock Star. So he he won't be on again, so it's okay if we insult him. (laughs) It's a Rock Shop app review by Mike Breed. Anyone who's familiar with Hard Rock who knows uh, Megadeth's bassist, David, there you go, that's who he is, David Elfson. Okay, I take back all the bad things I said because he'll probably kick my butt. (laughs) Yeah. David has been punching out intense bass tracks for years uh, and began sharing his wealth of guitar knowledge several years ago on his YouTube channel. David recently kicked up this game a notch with, uh, oh dear, pocket... Pocket Labor pocket, Works. Po- pocket Lab Works. Pocket, uh, no, I prefer, <laughs> I prefer Pocketable Works. Pocketable Works, okay. <laughs> but it's Pocket Lab Works, Rock Shop App. Um, Mike gives that a, a set, uh, well he gives it a 7 out of 10 but actually you want to read the last sentence because I think he quite, like, quite likes it okay um, I'm not a, quite sure how to uh, should you want me to say it Yeah. 
a dollar dollar holery. <laughs> Tech fan podcast eighty five. How is the credit? How is the credibility of podcasts? How is the credibility of tech blogs, or for that matter, journalism as a whole? Tim and Dave discussed that at length this episode. I did listen to this one, as well as the sale of Dig, which really depresses me because I'm a big Dig user. Uh, depressing family news for Tim and a podcaster that needs our help. So go on over and listen to a dollar dollar ho ah. Ah, dollar, dollar, hollery, Tech Fan Podcast 85. Ah, not A, ah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I stream it for iPod, iPhone, iPad. That's a review from Owen Rubin. Hi, Owen. He says, I must admit it, I'm a big cynic. I've seen so many advertising and marketing claims about self-proclaimed great products that turn out to be just outright lies and misinterpretations. I have a hard time <laughs> believing such pitches anymore. So when HRT, High Resolution Technologies, Los Angeles CA, uh, talked about this... 2001. <laughs> talked about their ice streamer at the last Macworld uh, stroke iWorld conference, I just rolled my eyes in disbelief. Well... He gives it a pretty comprehensive review and also gives it a rating of 8 out of 10, saying a lower price and this would be perfect. It's pretty right. comprehensive, that review, so you need to go and read it. Well, if Owen likes it, chances are it's one heck of a product, you know, whether it's like a candy bar or a computer. There you um, go. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey. uh, poster. A review by Donnie Yankelo. If you use Flickr, SmugMug, or Facebook, there are many ways to post photos and videos to your account. You can do it right through the websites of the company. You can get plugins for iPhoto. You can use iOS apps, or you can use an app like Poster. Uh, Poster by Reinvented Software is made to upload content to your account of one of... Hold on. Let me try that again. Is made to upload content to your account of one of the three mentioned services. How does it work? You'll have to read the article. Donnie gives this a MyMac rating of 8 out of 10. Okay, and finally, Harman Kardon CL Headphones. This is a review by John Nemoroski. Yay, best- John! Yeah, that's right. Can you answer the brackets for me? Um, sure. Okay, do they sound good? Yes. Are they comfortable for extended wearing? You're darn tootin'. <laughs> Just read the words, will you? Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. Is the $200 price uh, reasonable? I don't know. That, <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yes! <laughs> that's a good start. What about the other attributes of Harman Kardon's new premium on-ear CL headphones sold exclusively at Apple? Well, you'll have to read John's review and see why he gave them and my Mac rating of 8 out of 10. And that's it for... for um, This week. Yeah. <laughs> this week in my Mac. This week in my Mac. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, no significant feedback from the my Mac website this week. Uh, we did get some stuff from uh, email, Twitter, and Facebook, but you know, kind of like last week, it'll lead into what we're going to talk about in the next segment. Uh, you remember Danielle Corsetto? We had her on the show yes, some time yes, ago. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, she's the artist, artist and writer for the the webcomic Girls with Slingshots. Yeah. Well, she she put out a Twitter talking about a dream where she had to do a lot of work to fix her house. I sent her a reply telling her to make sure she got at least three dream estimates first from reliable dream contractors. 
I like it. Very good. You're so intelligent. Um, oh, I know. You know, I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, okay, we it was, also, we, it's scary that I thought of it. Yeah. We also got a, a response uh, from James Turner at JCT underscore Woodpad, which is uh, obviously uh, woodpad.co.uk, saying, thanks for the shout out, guys, and a double smiley face. Well, well, you're welcome, James. Yep, it was glad. I mean, if if I hadn't have been able to come on, it was great that he was willing to to jump right in. Yep, yep. So he'll have to uh, he'll have to come on uh, some sometime soon. Okay, so nothing from Facebook. I thought there was a couple of notes in Facebook, but um, I think there were probably more discussions for Facebook. And I know why Guy's leaving it out. So it means that you folks have got to go over and read those Facebook comments, and then you might even put a like up. You see, I've got you sussed, Guy. <laughs> yeah, it, it is true. I, I am. I'm not that hard to figure out. I'm. I'm really not. <laughs> uh, now, what is this phobia word of the day? Uh, haptophobia or happhophobia. Hap, but I'm, I'm preferring the second one because I can say that haptophobia. <clears throat> hmm. Okay. Uh, fear of old German soldiers. No, that would be Hessian. Um. Uh, hapto. Wow, I, I'm completely stumped. You have you have completely stumped me this week. Guys. That is that is a first because normally you come up with something and this week you haven't. So that is definitely a first. I win. I suppose you <laughs> Gaz know, for the I, win. I suppose you want to know what it means, don't you? It's a fear of being touched. Well, you see, this is why you're in England <laughs> and I'm over here in the U.S. because I have haptophobia. Yes. Right. Somehow I managed to have two kids, but I think my wife had something to do with that too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay. Now we've wow. got a choice here. We okay. do have a choice. Uh, which one do you go? The first one or the second one? Uh, I kind of like the second one. Okay. Let's go with the second one then, because uh, we can do the first one uh, another time. Uh, this is um, basically our tech news of the weird, and I saw a tweet um, to a link of Cult of the Mac. And this is basically the heading of this uh, Tech News of the Week. <laughs> this is the worst thing that could ever happen to your, your iPod. Now, basically, <laughs> your, your oh iPhone God. or your iPod, uh, you mustn't forget it. Because if you do, your device might get disabled for a few decades. <laughs> yes, yes, I said decades. If you go and have a look at the link, basically it shows a picture of it says iPod is disabled. Try again in 22,338,550 minutes, which basically comes out to 42.5 years. Um, apparently, someone thinks that's a bit of a bug. <laughs> now, luckily, Maybe. Luckily, I think you can get that fixed by basically um, inserting it into... Um, into iTunes and, and restoring it uh, and doing a backup from your latest restore. And but that yes, will only take 35 years. Yeah, ba basically the person had tried too many times. He tried more than 10, 10 attempts to get into his iPod and, and locked it up. Um, <clears throat> what's unusual is the picture of this iPod, though, I'm not quite sure I did that. It looks like there's been some ads to that particular device. Something, something wrong about that picture somewhere. I'm not quite sure about that. Uh, oh, you talk, oh, you're talking about where the... the, uh, yeah, the, the well, I, I bet that's like a case or something. Yeah, or it probably is. It probably Because it looks yeah. like that's a, like a, almost a bullet hole on the top, yeah. on the top of the iPod. That's right. So, yeah, so basically 22,338,550 minutes has uh, been disabled. So, yeah, that's a long wait, really, to get your iPod back, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think the battery is going to last long enough for you to, to get it back. <laughs> you may have to recharge it at some point. Okay, so are you going to take us out? Uh, yeah, I'll take us out. Everybody, please, stand by to stand by. And we'll be, we'll be right back, Sonny. Hi, everybody. I'm Tim Robertson from the Tech Fan Podcast. And I'm David Cohn from the Tech Fan Podcast. And, you know, David and I have a bet. In 10 years, he thinks the NFL, he's a Brit, so you got to give him a little, give him a little, you know, slack. He thinks in 10 years, the NFL Super Bowl is going to be on pay-per-view. 50 bucks, I say no way. Definitely going to happen. I, I, it's not. Yeah, I'm afraid it is. So if you want to hear it, just, if you want. Just not going to happen. You know, 50 bucks, though, in, in, in 10 years, David, I'll be able to buy a six pack. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's going to be about pitcher beer at best. At, at best. So if you guys want to hear more of that kind of conversation, check out TechFan. It's part of the Stoplight Network, and you can find us at www.techfanpodcast.com or on iTunes. Their superpower is raving lunacy. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. back to the mymac.com podcast gaz has got his soundboard and it is running <laughs> it is going and uh I, i'm okay with it there's something wrong with us something very very wrong with us well, that almost goes without saying um <laughs> in, in this segment now you know we we don't typically do a lot of news and, and we certainly don't do a lot of rumors, but there's been something going on over the last couple of weeks that, you know, whether it's true or not, I, I kind of wanted to talk about it. And that's the uh, the current rumors. He says that with little air quotes of a possible uh, seven, seven to eight inch iPad, mini iPod touch big, you know, whatever it is that Apple would possibly call a device like that. And as a, as a kind of a further thought on that topic, uh, you know, Steve Jobs had said that, you know, we are entering into a post PC world. And I wanted to ask Gaz, you know, do you think we truly are living in a post PC world with Android and iOS? Um, I think for the everyday everyday Joe, we we're getting very close to it. I'm not sure we're there just yet. I think there's got to be a lot more uh, cloud integration uh, and cloud accessibility because a lot of people are going to want to have access to a lot of data. Still, um, it's not enough. I don't think at the moment just to be able to, you know, have um, you know a, a few gigabytes of, of data available to you whether that data is media whether it's photos whatever that data is whether it's documents etc um I, th I think we've got to have quite a few gigabytes available to us and i think that's got to be easily accessible from these devices and yeah I'm well not, either through wi-fi or or through yeah, a, ce a cellular or cellular through, connection or, yeah or yeah or access to you know 
some some sort of um, um, cloud access to that particular data. And I'm not quite sure that we're ready full scale to go for that yet. I think I think the geeks are. I think we are. Uh, I think a lot of people are doing it already, but I'm not sure that Everyday Joe is quite ready for that transition. Um, you know, it's weird. I, I kind of look at it from from the opposite way. I think it's the geeks that want to hang on to the, the current setup of having the big desktop and walking around with a laptop with a lot of storage, well, while it, it's the everyday person that seems more than, more than ready to go to... The cloud and and not to use a PC at the house. Yeah, yeah, they are they, they are at the moment, guy. But what what I think will happen is they'll realise that they need more accessibility to more data. It will happen that they will, you know. I think they'll find that they're they're so restricted by that that they'll either go and buy a computer or they will be pushing for more access via Wi-Fi to the cloud or some other external source. Um, I think eventually they'll they'll realise that they just haven't got enough capacity on these devices. Now um, I, and, and, sorry, and I think, and I think that I, I I kind of know where you're going with that statement, and I, I do agree with you that you know for, for Joe Blog's everyday use, yeah, we are there already. You know, if if we're talking web browsing, if we're talking email, if we're talking social apps, uh, and you know the odd picture and the odd picture sharing then we are totally there, completely and utterly we are there. Um, however, I, I think a lot of people are still running with a device of some sort and a computer of some sort at home, whether that's a laptop, whether it's um, you know a desktop machine. I think we're still in that world. And, and I think for a long time yet, there will be um, a lot of uh, capability for us to, be, to have both of those scenarios available to us. Yeah, we got some. We got some. I, I put this out as a tweet and also on the Facebook page, which, and you know, this is the stuff we didn't talk about in the first segment. And I got some responses. Um, Alistair Jenks said, No, no. Uh, read the next. Can you re- go ahead and read the next one? Um, what from? <laughs> <laughs> this is David Cohen through Twitter says, Don't fall for the rumors, sucker. <laughs> and sorry, Gary. Sorry. Don't fall for the rumors, sucker. No, and he said he said that with his pinky in the air, holding on to a, a cuppa of a cuppa. tea. Cuppa, sucker, cuppa. <laughs> Gary Apter, also from Twitter, and I have to agree with this, says it will only be successful if it ships with the My Mac podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um. What's that next bit? Bulk? Yeah, don't Bulk. worry about it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Go, go okay. down Mike, one more line. All right. That, Mike that, my mistake. Said, okay, Mike McPeak said, don't think we're in a post-PC world so much as a mobile computing one. Uh, if Apple has a product that will fill that niche, then win. I presume uh, for, for everybody, or yeah. Apple in particular. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Donnie Yankelo says that if they release one, talking about the 7- the to 8-inch iPad mini, that it will sell. Uh, and Andy Zoom said, uh, not yet, due to corporate IT. Yes, Apple will do well with a 7-inch tablet, even if priced slightly higher than the competition. Now, uh, yeah, that, that takes us on to a whole new conversation, that does. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'm going to be asking you about that in a second. Okay. Um, all right, well, let me ask you this. Uh, could consumers 
just use a tablet, and, and I'm not being iOS specific here, whether it was, of course, we don't know what, what Microsoft really is going to be coming out with. So let's just, let's just go with Android and iOS for right now. Okay. Uh, for all of their computing needs at home and on the road and consumers. Yes. However, however, here, here's the however for me. They are going to be missing so much. They're going to be so cut down to not being able to do um, so much that I think that will be a great shame that if we start moving away and computers start moving away at this point in time, if if we don't develop storage, better access uh, and better functionality on these devices. Yeah, well, I, and I think a lot of that is, I mean, you have to remember that, but, but that we're only about the, three years into the the current generation of uh, smart, uh, let's call them smart tablets, uh, and only about five years into smartphones. I mean, yeah. real, you know, app running, able to do all the, the typical kinds of stuff that you a typical person would do on a laptop. Um we're only three to five years into this. And if you look at what the landscape was like in 2007 and 2009 to it's, today. It's leaps, leaps and yeah. bounds ahead. It, and where will we be in another two to three years? Yeah, and I, I when, when I hear people starting to say, oh, I'll never give up my laptop. There's no way, you know, uh, people, you know, netbooks failed because people didn't want small devices and blah, 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 blah. It's like, know. you know what? Netbook people didn't want rubbish. yeah people didn't want net, netbooks because they were crap yeah. uh the current crop of well of course the ipad and you a know, lot to me, to me guy to me yeah. guy, uh, the the modern tablet or the tablets that we have now are the netbook as it should have been yes yes that, yeah the netbook really was the next you know, the, the tablet should have been the next step that the, the netbook was trying to be yeah. yeah, well, and, I, well, the, and you and, know what they the, were all saying, right? All, the, all those companies that used to make uh, netbooks? Well, back to the old drawing board. Yeah, that's exactly what they said. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh, do you think that businesses could do the same? Mm. Just use tablets? No. No. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and, and, and I think that's a no because of because of the infrastructure that is required for some of the systems and input um some businesses yes they could you know that's not a, you know when we say yes and no it's never that black and white is it no it's not it, you know some business can and probably do use tablets but i think for the bulk for you know at least 75% if not 80 if not even closer to 90% of businesses would still need um, they couldn't just live on tablets alone. They still need lots of power uh, and lots of um, desktop-type computing to be able to, yeah. to run. I could not do my job uh, on a tablet at this point in time. I have too no, many. Well, there's. Go ahead. I have, I have too many things which are open, which I need to switch to on a screen, which I can switch to. Not on a screen where I have to swipe backwards and forwards and copy and but right. it just doesn't work. Um, whereas the interaction with uh, a, a, the screen and a keyboard and a mouse is still required. Now, if if they could fix that, then maybe, maybe. But at this point in time, it doesn't quite work for me. 
Well, I would say that that businesses whose workers are typically using uh, office type products, you know, Word and Excel, and you know things along those lines, that they probably could get by with a tablet. But when you start talking about um, higher business software, uh, da- you know, databases. Uh, I say this with a shudder. Microsoft SharePoint, you know, uh, things along those lines. You know, there, there's really no tablet equivalent to a lot of the specialized software that uh, high-end business uses today. That doesn't mean that it can't come in the future as tablets become more powerful. Uh, something I would love to see would be a and uh, who knows maybe a company like apple could come up with this where you've got you've got your full screen and it's just like a little docking station you just slip your tablet into this little docking station and then you have your regular keyboard and and maybe something like uh, the magic trackpad to interact with with what you have on your screen you know it's not that you, know, you, you see you see i see something just slightly different guy what okay, i see go ahead what I see is, is still having the power of a desktop uh, with a larger screen, but also a docking station that you can then slot your uh, tablet device onto. I mean, you've kind of got that already with you know some of the connectors that people have got. But it, you know, it becomes the third screen. But, it, it's but still, that's, that's it's really still, cumbersome. Well, it's, it's only what you're saying, because I, I think the problem with what you're saying there is all you're doing is creating a small, smaller screen, whereas most people are now used to working with larger screens. Yeah. If, you, I, if, you're, if I, you're in a business, certainly if you're in a business environment, you need a bigger screen at some point. I could not work all the time on the, um, I think it's about a 13 or 15-inch screen that I've got on my uh, Lenovo. I just can't work with that all the time. There are times when I need the bigger screen to work with the spreadsheets that I've got to look at. And well, hell, I've got this. Tw- I got a twenty-four and a twenty-two inch monitor connected up to my computer here. And, and I couldn't imagine trying to do this podcast no, correct, every correct. week with now, with a small screen like that. Now, tr- trying to drive those and do all the things that you want to do just off the power that sits in an iPad, I think you'll find is restricted, whether it's an iPad or any other tablet. And then, and, and as they grow in power, they will have to grow in size because they'll have to have heat dissipation. They'll have to have more RAM. And then you're, you're getting back to the state point where you've got a, you know, a computer again. Um, I'm not so sure about that. I, I think that you know, components are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And uh, this, is the same, <laughs> this is the same kind of argument I had with somebody uh, talking about how they would, you you know, this 10 years ago, you'd never be able to have movies going over the internet because the files are too big. And at, at you know, those times, yeah, the files were huge. Plus, bandwidth was so much more restricted. And, you know, as time went on, the pipes got bigger, the files got smaller, and everything pretty much just worked out for streaming. And I could see something like that. A lot of it would depend on if there was, if there were, if there was, additional power built into whatever type of docking device that you have well, you know like you could, a, like like a thunderbolt docking device yeah yeah you know, you you could actually have uh additional <clears throat> processing power built into the dock and the ipad is basically there it's you know it it's storage of course you, of course you would also have network storage 
and you're moving documents to and from the iPad, doing whatever it is you need to do for business. And when you're done at the end of the day, you you log out of the network that you're on, you put the iPad in your your little case, and you go on home. Um, I I think that's a a, a possibility. I just don't think we're there yet. But that's a, no, that is a possibility. No. Um, okay. I, I still I still wonder whether you that it would be some sort of device that you'd you know um, dock the iPad into, which has uh, extra power. I don't know whether I mean it, it, we're kind of going down the same route with a Thunderbolt port or something similar. Um, but I, I still envisage a box of some description which can power separate screens, etc., which would sure. Sit well, that would be the only way it would work for business. Okay, so what's your next question? All right, next question. What do you think is still missing from iOS or, or Android? Uh, well, I can't really say about Android because Android, I, I, I've not really used any of the devices. <laughs> Usability. Well, yeah. I've not used <laughs> them, so I can't, I can't yeah. comment on that. Um, but from, from iOS... Um, <sighs> I'm still not happy with the um, the way I, I. I mean, I can use multiple applications uh, and yeah, you know, multitasking switch one, and switch from one to another, but it's still not as seamless as it's still not seamless enough to feel right uh, in a working environment. Um, the copy and paste, I think, can still be improved. I think you know. I think we. Sh- I think we showed a video. Or we we linked to a video of uh, a copy and paste process from somebody uh, yeah. who'd actually, um, I don't know whether they'd actually written something uh, or whether that was just... Um, no, I know, think that was a bit of trickery. Vi- vid- video trickery. But yeah. what they were showing was uh, something which would make the usability of copy and paste and trying to get you know information from one field to another uh, really useful. So I think it's the... Um, uh, multiple ta- or multitasking and uh, copy and paste, which I, I think is not quite there yet. Uh, anything else missing from iOS? I think the cloud connectivity, in so much as uh, iCloud and documents in the cloud, and being able to sync to other devices. Well, I'll, I'll give you one more um, file management. Uh, I think that would come a little bit more if you've got better. Visibility, of, well, no, better visibility of iCloud. You know, if you can save to the cloud and go up to there, then I think there would be a, a better way of, of managing those documents. Um, the, the problem at the moment is obviously if you get three or four or five documents in, let's say, pages or, or numbers on the iPad, that's fine. But you start to get 20, 30, or 40, and then it becomes a pain. So I agree with you, yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, the the big the big question: uh, Do you think that Apple will release a smaller iPad? Well, depends how well the Nexus Seven does. Uh, Next, is it seven? Nexus. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I, th- I think it depends on how well that does. And from from what I've seen, it's close. It, it it's close to being very good, very good. Um, uh, well, from what I've from what I've heard, and there's there's this guy on Dig that I get into arguments with all the time. He's a real douche, but um, he was talking about how great the Nexus he Seven speaks was. Very highly of you, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Two B six six six. Yeah, douche. But anyway, 
he um he was talking about he was talking about oh the Nexus Seven is it's doing great it's sold out it was like well saying it's sold out means nothing if they if they aren't producing it in quantities similar to what Apple does with the iPad you know you make a hundred thousand of something and oh we sold out all, all what that tells me is that you didn't have enough faith in your product to make more of them on the offset when when you're first releasing it and that's you know if if a product is going to be big you don't have a lot of time typically to capitalize on that and that's something that apple does very well when they when they're getting ready to come out with a new product they make sure that there's enough in the pipeline so that pretty much in the beginning anyone who wants one can get one but if you only put out a limited number because you don't have any faith in yeah, your product, they, they, they struggled there on the um, iPad two though, didn't they? Let's be honest. Let's not let's not give Apple too much kudos here. They did they did they struggled badly on the iPad two. They made a big underestimation on the iPad two. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, but that was also. I mean, it, it it was still not really an established market at that point. Well, nor, nor is the um, seven to eight inch um, ah ah ah, device. but it's. I, but we're but see as far as as far as the Nexus Seven and and other and Android devices go, that's going into a, a, a general tablet market, which has now been established by the iPad. So you either have faith in your product that it's going to sell well, or you don't. And if you don't have faith in your product, then maybe you shouldn't release it until you do. You know, I mean, you look at you look well, at how yeah, well I, how well I, I, the Kindle guy, Fire did, the guy, how well the Kindle but, Fire did. Yeah, but hang they on, made guys. sure that there was whoa, enough whoa, Kindle whoa, Fires whoa, whoa, for whoa, anybody whoa, who whoa, wanted whoa, one. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stop there! Stop there! Stop there! Stop there! Okay, you're you're making assumptions about how many <laughs> how <laughs> how many devices Google have sold. We don't know how many have sold. They could they could come out and say we sold two million. You know, then who's the sucker? I mean, <laughs> well, then I would be the sucker. Well, precise, you know, precisely. So let's not, you know, let's not make that assumption. If they've sold out, then they will probably be pleased with that, and they will be making as many as they possibly can, uh, you know, for the future. The, the con- I don't, I don't really have a concern about the the Google Nexus. I mean, I I thought it was a bloody phone. Oh, I shouldn't have swore that. <laughs> Hush my mouth. Um, I, I, I <laughs> well, well was, at least you didn't say a dollar dollar. Okay, yeah, that, that's yeah. the important thing. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I should have said that like this. I thought it was a bloody phone. That doesn't sound like <laughs> swearing, then, does it? Um, and on Twitter, because I, I, I made a mention of something. But so that's irrelevant. That's really totally irrelevant. They have faith because they brought it out. Well, you know, they didn't. They got Asus to make it. So if Asus <laughs> decide to stop making it, what happens then? I mean, that's... Well, then they it, just go to Foxconn or somebody but, else. But the question you asked me is, will Apple release a smaller iPad? And I think, I think inevitably they will. I think they're going to do it this year. That I can't. That I'm not prepared to to lay any money on. Um, I really don't know when they will do it. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Everybody's jumping up and down about Mountain Lion being released after the next financial statement. It, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they just clip one more thing. It. Yeah, actually. Oh, by the way, look out for a, a seven-inch iPad. <laughs> 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 and, oh, by you know, the by. Yeah. 
because that's the sort of thing of, you know, I, I know they like big build-ups and I know they like to release it but they're changing Apple are changing the way they do these releases yeah, and, uh, yeah I would it wouldn't surprise that. me because then that kind of it, it, if they did it in that manner it also says oh Google you've, you've got a tablet selling oh yeah well we've got yeah. this as well yeah. you know yeah. yeah, yeah. Suck on let, our eggs. Let, you know, I mean, <laughs> let's see who sells more. Yeah. So, well, actually, it, that leads into my next question. Okay. Uh, do you believe that a seven to eight inch iOS tablet would be a big seller for Apple, even with all the competition, with what would undoubtedly be a higher price tag than the competition? Okay. Two questions there. Yeah. I'm not kind of. Uh, let me answer the first one. I don't think it sure. would have a higher type price tag. I think I, I think Apple would bring it out at or around. It might have a slightly higher price tag, but I don't think it would be as high a top price tag as you're possibly uh, indicating. Okay, that's that side. If it was a higher price uh, tag, um, yes, they would. They would I, still sell big. Yes, yes, because because of the user experience, because the of the tie-in, because of the tie-in that people have got with iTunes and with the amount of media that is available uh, for consumption through that device. Yeah, and that's something that um, you know Google has been trying to address with Google Play, and, and they're also trying to put together uh, deals for music and other types of content all over the world. Yeah. Uh, but Apple had such a huge head start with that. I mean, going all the way back to... Uh, what, 2002, 2003, when they started kind of putting all those pieces together. And at, at this point, the only thing Google has going for it in that regard is that a lot of the content companies in order, you know, kind of like what happened with, with eBooks, in order to create some, some competition might give Google uh, some, some pretty good and fast deals to get them off the ground to compete with iTunes. Yeah, I, I, I think there's going to be an exponential uh, change in the amount of media that is becoming available to online media suppliers from the likes of the music industry and the media industries. Yeah, yeah. and I think um, like right the, uh, the the Nexus Seven I think has is an eight or a sixteen at one ninety nine and two forty nine, and. If Apple does release the seven to eight inch tablet, I'm I'm and this is completely a total guess because obviously we don't have crystal balls and don't even go there guess. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, that 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 there'll be a sixteen and a thirty two gig model, two ninety nine three forty nine, and both of those will outsell anything that is currently available through uh, Android. And the biggest problem Android has right now is fragmentation. Their market is so fragmented because when you get right down yeah, to it, Google guy, doesn't yeah, care about yeah, Android. Yeah, but guy, how's that for a statement? Yeah, yeah. They don't care about Android. They really don't because if they cared about Android, they wouldn't make it so difficult for people to upgrade their phones because as it is right now you buy you buy a phone say you bought a phone last year and it's on uh android 2.2 or 2.3 and okay 
4.0 has been out for over nine months. You know what the adoption rate is for all Android devices for 4.0? It's well under 10%. The adoption rate for iOS 5, over 80%. You know, know, I think a lot of that is because people are getting smartphones because they want to phone. And what they don't realize is they're being sold a puppy. And the puppy is not the fact that it's Android, not the fact that it's an iPhone. The puppy is the fact that they want a phone. They don't care whether it's a smartphone, but actually they're being led down that lane by all of the cell companies across the world because they're going to make more money. And the reason it's not being updated is because they probably don't care. They just wanted a phone. Well, I think the reason why it's not being updated is that the the carriers and the people that no, make the phones no, won't no, don't no, want you no, to update no, it. No, no, I don't think it is. I don't think because if you update it and get free I, and get I, more I, capability no, no, on a phone, no, then do you have no guy, reason to buy another phone, no, guy? The, the, no, I, I disagree with you. I think I think it is purely down to ignorance. It is purely down to ignorance. Those people could and most likely would, if they wanted to, go out and and get the update or an update if they needed to. They don't know that they need to because they're not using it in the same way. The the basic graph is have a look at the net use on iOS devices compared to any other device. The fact that Precisely. And that is because people are buying an iOS device because they want to use it in the manner that it was made for. People are not buying Android devices to use in the manner that Google would like them to use it because Google wants them to do as much as they possibly can online because <laughs> that's how they make their money. And it yep. ain't happening. And it's because they're not, they're not buying. And I, they, I don't want an iPhone. I just want a phone. Well, there's this phone, sir. Okay, it's not an iPhone. No, still a smartphone, which they're not telling them. You know, that's what they don't realize. I think it's purely down to ignorance. You know, you there, and I should there hijack. I there you I and I it. should hijack the um, the geekiest show ever for one episode. <laughs> Do you think and so? just and just yeah, and just because we're we're running so long here, um, and and just talk about our our differences of opinion between iOS <laughs> and Android. I think we could fill an hour easily that way. Oh, uh, anyway, so. Uh, obviously, yeah, we're, we're not going to finish this today. However, I am right and Gaz is wrong. So, um, Gaz. <laughs> <laughs> we used to have those arguments all the time, didn't we? I haven't had one of them recently. No, no. Well, uh, we, we, we we try to keep the show under an hour. It yeah, doesn't okay. always yeah, work. Okay, so you want me to take us out? Take us out. Stand by to stand by and we'll be right back. Thank you, Tom. That last bit was me. It was not. That was Tom. Hey, Guy, have you heard about Not Another Mac Podcast? Oh, not another Mac Podcast. Yeah, so you've heard of it then. Heard of what? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you keep repeating yourself. I'm just telling you the name of the show. No, you don't. You keep telling me about Not Another Mac Podcast. Yep, that's the one. What's the one? Not Another Mac Podcast. Gaz, you nitwit Brit. Have have you been drinking? No, you big yank tank. Listen. 
Not Another Mac podcast is a roundtable discussion with Mac users and experts from all over the world. Hey, Gaz, we've been on that podcast. Are we experts now? Oh, brother. You can find us in iTunes by searching for Not Another Mac podcast or get it through the Stoplight Network podcast feed. Forced Air Induction. <laughs> the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. I'm welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the final section of the MyMac.com podcast, number 412. I think it's still 412. It feels like it should be about 483. Um, <laughs> we, we're, we're getting up there. <laughs> but anyway, welcome to the last section. And do you know what, Guy? Yeah. I have a tip. You, of course you have it. It's Gaz's Tips. <laughs> we need a better intro than that. <laughs> okay. Now, do you use mail at all? <laughs> no, never. Mail? Oh, my God, no. Never. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> so, <laughs> So you don't use the mail app that comes with your uh, Mac machine, then? Is that what you're well, telling I, me? I, I look in that box out in the street every day. People send they send me email. There's not there's not a single letter E in that box. Yes, okay. I'm kidding. You, of course, you, I'm kidding. You, I use you, I use I use Apple's mail program all the bloody time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. I don't know if you ever watch uh, the uh, – I don't know how many email addresses you've got, but very often when yeah. you go into email, but it's set up, it has a little swirly-whirly thing that goes around next to the email address box. Uh, and obviously, uh, that's when it's doing some activity. Now, if you right. send, if you send uh, lots of emails with large attachments, you might just want to see – You know, sometimes – and I've had this in the past – um, where it says it's sending mail, and you know the uh, the, the circling uh, roll of death, as I, I want to know it, or <laughs> I knew it as, can go on and on and on. And there is a way to find out what's going on if you think there's a problem with you know either receiving an email or actually sending an email. If you go when you're in uh, mail up to the window. Um, Menu, on the menu bar and go to window and then go down you'll see uh, an item which says activity well if you click on that activity it will open up another window which unless mail is actually doing something will be blank but if you watch it for a little while occasionally it will go out and it'll fetch its mail now if you've got a problem oh. and you're trying to send that's so cool oh. <laughs> i just did it and if you're trying to send something or you're receiving Shiny. something and it's taking a long time or you think it's got a problem, you can actually click that red. There's like a big red button to the right of it, the right hand yeah, side. Yeah, it looks like a stop sign or a US That's stop right. sign. That's right. That's right. Well, if you press that, it will actually stop that particular activity. Um, uh, but obviously, if you're trying to receive an email, uh, it's going to have to go through the whole thing again. But if you think there's a problem, you can use that to just stop that activity and perhaps refresh mail, go out and go back in again. But it does tell you if you know if something's happening, it'll tell you which mailbox uh, and what's actually going. Whether is the problem? Well, it won't tell you whether there's a problem. It'll just show you the activity status of an inbox as to whether it's being sent or being received. 
Um, and there is a, uh, a keyboard shortcut for that, which is Alt-Command-0. Uh, that's obviously the number zero, if zero is a number, yes. Um, yes. Alt-Command-0, and that brings up that activity box and then closes it down again if you press the same, same three uh, keys on your keyboard again. Uh, I've used it a few times. Um, it's not something which you'd probably be using on a regular basis, but uh, if you think you've got uh, some sort of activity going on in email, uh, Command-Alt-0 or go up to Window and Activity in Mail, uh, open up the box, and uh, it should be able to tell you what's going on. That is so cool. And then if, uh, But the, the only problem with that is uh, once you hit that big red stop sign, you can't hit it again to make it start the process you have to hit your uh what do they call that button the the reload button or or uh, yes, get yeah, new you, messages and all accounts yeah, button you, you refresh button to get yeah it but to, you yeah but the thing is guy it, you know you, yeah if you want to see what's going on yeah if you open that window and then press that refresh button you'll see what this shows you but obviously you'd only really open this if there's actually a uh, a problem um uh you know sending or receiving I don't know. It's it's got that like blue and white barber's pole bar. Yes, and, that's right. That's right. And you know me and shiny things. I, I get easily. I'm easily distracted by shiny things. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> it's frightening. <laughs> well, that's a good tip. I like that. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, do you have a pick? I do have a pick. I do have a pick. Now it's. I'm just. I'm just getting into this, really, and I'm not sure whether I like it or not yet. But I've been using it, and I'm kind of going backwards and forwards to it. So I'm just going to tell people about it, just in case they... Because I know that there's a few people that actually quite like this. It's called Bartender. Now, it's not because I like drinks. <laughs> you do like drinks, though. Well, well, I am actually drinking at the moment something called uh, <laughs> Very Nutty Black which is export strength, bottled and conditioned for a full of, of flavour from Thwaites. Nice bitter. Anyway, um, that aside, <laughs> that's not my tip, by the way, um, or my pick. Um, Bartender is basically uh, an application which uh, gives you a bit more control over your menu bar uh, and where your apps will actually sit. Um, you can actually put these into um, Bartender uh, and it, it's got a few other uh, processes as well, which I've not quite got into, but it, it gives you complete control over your menu bar. Um, now, um, it is currently uh, in alpha, or sorry, in beta, or beta, however you want to say it. Uh, and it, there is a version which is downloadable uh, for free to try. Um, but if you want to buy it, uh, during its uh, beta phase, it is, I think, 50% off. Um, so it's normally £10 or just under £10. So that would probably be about $15, um, I, think, yeah. I think, something like that. That's what they say here, $15. Okay. So it's probably around $750 at the moment because it's got 50% off. Um, yes. Now, download the, uh, you know, the, uh, the trial version and see whether it's useful to you. And if it is... Uh, buy it um, because when it comes out of beta, it's going to go up to double its current price. Yeah, I kind of like that, especially for people that have a lot of, uh, yes. of menu yes. bar apps or menu bar, I guess, more along the lines of utilities. Uh, if you've got a lot of stuff going on in your menu bar, uh, this is the kind of application that can really help you out because you can just kind of drag them anywhere you want from what I'm seeing here. That looks kind of cool. 
Excellent. Well, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Now, go uh, on. I have... Yeah. Do you, do you have a pick or not? Yes, I do. I mean, just yes, get I on do. with it if um, you've got one. I, I will. I've been I've been helping my my brother Bill, uh, along with helping him with his website. I've also been uh, trying to help him get his books. His his books are are in the Amazon store. Uh, you can find them if you look under William Searle. Uh, but he doesn't have them in the iBook store. And of course, there's the uh, the iBooks author application, which is free, but he can't use it because he's still on uh, Snow Leopard. Or sorry. Yeah, so he's still on 10.6. So I, I'm trying to help him out. And so I've got iBooks author, and I've been taking his his uh, two books that he has out right now and kind of playing along, playing around with the program. But I found that the, uh, the built-in templates for iBook authors to be kind of limiting. And there's a company called Graphic Node that has additional templates for iBook author uh they have a paid one that I think is about it's around twenty bucks, but they also have a free one that gives you like six more templates for iBooks author, and totally free, six templates, and it's templates for iBooks author free from Graphic Node. Excellent, excellent. Um, now we have a people's pick as well. Yes, and in fact, this we, is an we... app that <laughs> lots of people talk about. Yes. Okay, go, you, you go on, because I'm, I'm going to oh, jump. Oh, okay, well, this this is from uh, Magnatico. He says, so <laughs> for my people's pick, I propose Downcast. It's $1.99, and it's a universal app, so it will run as a native iPad app, not a 2X iPhone app. I now have a list of podcasts. Just pull to refresh, and it goes through the list and downloads the most recent episodes. You can also oh, set it to whoa, do whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Magnatico podcasts. What? What you mean? You don't just listen to us. <laughs> he a twenty four seven. That's what he should be doing. <laughs> Nothing but the G men. <laughs> Sorry, finish. Uh, you can also you can also set it to do it on its own every day or uh, some other time frame. It has a lot of features like creating playlists and iCloud syncing. There are many podcasting apps, and this one so far is working great. Why Apple released that mess they released is beyond me, especially when there were good apps already on the iOS platform. They could they could have at least tried to copy what was already there. Yeah, because nobody would have been upset about that. Uh, the only positive thing I can say about it, he's talking about Apple's podcast app, is that it's free. And he's got here, uh, by the way, I noticed you used the line on my last email as a bumper. I'm going to start charging for that. Yeah, well, prove it. That's what I say. <laughs> and you know we yeah, have to prove it. Yeah, well, uh, it. Gaz thought of it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Actually, now we may, and I'm not sure whether this is going to come in time, but we may have an actual audio review of another app and i don't know whether we're going to be able to get it into this week or not because um we we've had an email from uh, somebody who came on i'm not saying too much at the moment in case we don't get it on because if we don't get it on this week it may come on next week but guy uh, i'm going to yeah. give you an option here play the clip ah. play the clip how, well, how long is it i don't know a couple of minutes there you go um there you go you see yeah play so it. now anyway if we didn't hear it, we'll hear clip. it next week. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
that gives us an option to throw it in if we get it in time. Anyway, if not, it'll definitely go in next week. So uh, okay. you're either listening oh, to so it. Oh, so you don't have the clip? Not yet, no, but it could come in the next few hours. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll uh, we'll, probably, we'll have, probably have to let that go till next week because I okay. think we're already kind of long. Uh, are we? Really? Yeah. I can't yeah, wait. the second. Well, first and second segment, and plus this segment too. Anyway, have it's we got going any, long. Have we got any likes? Oh, we're still at 124 likes on Facebook. Darn it! Anyway, <laughs> ah, it's so it so depresses me. Uh, I have actually. I, you know I, what? Let me take. In fact, I've got oh, put, oh, I've got, oh, yeah, sorry, I've got oh, to put a quick a quick wait. pick out there. 126 <laughs> likes. Ah, there you go. You see, you hadn't checked it recently. I've actually got another pick, and I don't know whether this pick is available in the US store and the UK store. I know it's in the UK store, or it was in the UK store, and it was App of the Week, and it's called Diptych. And basically, it is a photo app where you can insert photos into different frames. Uh, you can adjust those pictures in the frames, and then you can send them to you know any social media or save them in your uh, photo library. And I've been messing about with it. I was actually messing about with it before you came online, and I quite like it. There's one or two little glitches which you've got to be a little bit careful of on the iPhone. Uh, in so much as pressing a button, suddenly you lose all your pictures and you've got to re-put them in again. But that was my knowledge. <laughs> that was my knowledge of the app more than the app, I think. Um, but well, it's does cool. it does it pull photos from your photo library, you, or do you have to can, take pictures with the? No, app? no, no. You can no, no. You can pull photos from Flickr. You can pull photos from Facebook. You can pull photos. From from your device, or you can take pictures uh, and put them into um, into any number of different frames, and then you can adjust the yeah, frames, I, well, adjust the pictures. It's quite nice, but it's it's app of the week, which means it's free at the moment. It's got some great export features too. Yes, yes, it has, it has. So uh, um, that's a that's an extra an extra one for you. See, I threw I thought I'd throw that one in there. Okay, make sure you get it in the show notes, or I'll forget. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> uh, as as I said a second ago, we went from in in one week we went from 124 likes on Facebook to 126 likes. That makes me so happy. I don't know why, but it does. That's good. Uh, I yeah yeah. I I don't believe we have any new comments in iTunes. Not in, not in the UK. Nope. 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 No, I brought up good old comment cast, and uh, last last one was June tenth. So okay. it's been over a month. So come on, folks, get in there. <laughs> come on, bring bring it on, bring it on. Bring it. Oh, yeah, I will send you a Woody, anyway. and they're they're very nice. They're they're quite proper. You t- come on, get on with it. Guess <laughs> how can people call call uh, call you? Holy crap. How can people contact you? Gaz at mymac.com, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz. G-A-Z. M-A-Z. See, I don't have to do anything <laughs> you can, anymore. I know. I just, I just follow right along. I love the Z. Uh, if people want to get a hold of me, it's uh, guy, <laughs> guy at mymac.com that's, or that's twitter.com. G-A-Y. No, it doesn't work, does it? <clears throat> no, no. It really doesn't. Or twitter.com forward slash Mac Parrots, which would be M-A-C-P-A-R-R-O-T-Z. You can also, you can reach us, you can also reach us, uh, we have a combined account, twitter.com forward slash 
Guy and Gaz. That's G U Y A N D G A. And also feedback at mymac.com. And Gaz, what is there's there's this number. What does uh, that number mean? Uh, well, I, I I can read the number. I don't know what it means, but it's seven zero three four three six nine five zero one no idea what it is and i didn't i wouldn't want anybody to ring it well people should just call that and 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 figure out what it is and let us know what it is uh, to themselves okay gaz i I don't know what's going on thank you we're gonna we got to end this show thank you all so very very much for downloading the yeah. mymac.com podcast. Don't know why you do it, but thank you very much <laughs> yeah. from the bottoms of our and, bottoms. Yeah, and please keep doing it because I have to tell you, and I was telling Gaz this earlier. This is one of my favorite times of the week is when he and I get together <laughs> to do this show. Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, which says more about my life than than I probably <laughs> should even really put out there. God, Gaz, what the heck is that last word? And. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please check out the Stoplight Network for other podcasts like the Tech Fan Podcast, Pocket Size Podcast, Not Another Mac Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, the Mac Specialist Podcast, and the all-new App Minute Podcast. Keeping the podcast clean can be a bother because salty language just isn't a proper... The words go here and there, and we push it as hard as we dare, so we come up with things like a dollar dollar.